Hi, I'm Darren Peppard. Welcome to the Leaning into Leadership podcast, the podcast dedicated to today's hardworking leader. Join me every Sunday for leadership insight, inspiration, and a little pep talk to keep you rolling down your road to awesome. Hello there and welcome in from the worldwide headquarters of Road to Awesome here in Omaha, Nebraska. Episode number 46 of the Leaning into Leadership podcast. Thanks for tuning in. My guest on the show today is Jonathan Alzheimer. If you've never met Jonathan, let me tell you this. He is an unorthodox, energetic, and entertaining middle school teacher who refuses to live a life of limitation. In addition to being a passionate educator, Jonathan is an international keynote speaker, and he's the author of the best-selling book, Next Level Teaching. Jonathan always says, game-changing is not a cliche motto, it's a way of life. Some talk about it, while others live by it. Jonathan and I sat down recently and had an incredible conversation where he talked about things like telling your school's story. He talks about ways to truly engage your students in the classroom and to give them opportunities to work on projects where they are meeting their passions while at the same time making an incredible impact in their community and in the world around them. I'm looking forward to sharing this conversation with you, and we'll get to it right after this word from Road to Awesome. Leaders, your educators deserve to have a leader who believes in them, who supports them, and who lifts them up when they're down. Right now, they deserve that reminder that they are traveling their own road to awesome. On that road to awesome, we focus on the things we can control and we let go of the things we can't. On that road to awesome, we rise by lifting others, not by pushing each other down. And on that road to awesome, we change the world one conversation at a time. Leaders, I want to work with your schools. I want to work with you and your educators to lift them up, to honor the work they do, and to let them know they are not in this alone. Let's get together. Let's have a conversation. Let's get your teachers back on that road to awesome, to find that love, to find that clarity, and to walk in their purpose. Reach out to us at roadtoawesome.net for your opportunity to bring Road to Awesome to your school. And now, on to our conversation with Jonathan Alzheimer and some next-level teaching. I'll see you on the other side. All right, Jonathan, thank you so much for joining me here on Leaning Into Leadership. But it is so good to see you. It's been a while since we've had a chance to connect, so I'm fired up for this, man. Oh, dude, I love it. I love chatting with you, my man. And also just, I love, I always say this, bro. If you're not excited about talking education, man, what gets you jived up, man? So I'm just excited to be on the show. Thank you. Hey, you bet. You bet. So uh, just real quick, you know, before we dive into our conversation for, for any of my listeners who don't happen to know who Jonathan Alzheimer is, there's no excuse, folks. You should know who he is. But if you don't, just real quick, man, um, elevator version of who you are, where you're coming from, that kind of stuff. <laughs> Yeah, man. So Jonathan Alzheimer out of Northern Virginia. I'm a classroom teacher. I taught um, at the Fredland Middle School, the home of a couple of Relentless documentaries. Um, I was the teacher in the Relentless Chasing Accreditation documentary where 
I brought in a UFC fighter to our school. So I've connected with UFC fighters, um, drama from uh, the cousin of Rob Deerdeck from Ridiculousness. He's the CEO of Young and Reckless. I've connected with him, uh, pro athletes, all this different stuff, and the idea of bringing great stuff to our schools and, uh, you know, kind of going next level for our kids. And currently I'm a current teacher at Chancellor Middle School, the Chancellor Middle School in Spotsylvania County. Uh, brand new to that school this year and um, author of Next Level Teaching, uh, DBC author and also soon to be author with the Jimmy Casas. Uh, he's co-authoring a book with me that's coming out next uh, next year. So excited to do that as well. Outstanding. You know, um, it, you hit a handful of things. I told you before we even hit record, you would say something in your intro that that sparked a question for me. And um, I'm going to go back three years, uh, roughly three years, when you and I first met in person. Uh, we met actually at the Jocelyn's Renaissance Conference in 2019. And I know we had connected through social media and kind of gone back and forth a little bit before that. And so much so that I listened to a handful of podcasts that you were on, on the airplane going to Orlando and bringing in the UFC fighter. And you left, you left this piece out, you doing your own UFC fighting. Um, one, one fight. There you go. But hey, it was a title fight. So, so you got that. Um, yeah. So to me, knowing you now as long as I have, I mean, you're somebody that just is always, you know, hey, let's give it a shot. Let's go for it. Let's let's take a risk with that. Um, talk a little bit about kind of that mindset that I know you have, both with your kids in the classroom and just with the things that you do. Yeah. So one of the things I feel like gets lost in translation and especially in education is like we, we talk so much about content, content, standards, standards. And I think that education is not, you know, sitting down looking at a textbook. Education is everything involved with what we do with kids, you know, from the hallways to the, the common areas to the, to the messages that we send. And what better way to send a message to kids when we say, you know, give us your best effort and, you know, reach for the stars and all those things. Well, you know, or think outside the box. Well, we need to do the same things in our own lives or whatever. So for me, it's always been about like, you know what, man, let's, let's, let's just try stuff. Let's just try stuff. You know what I mean? And if I were to run a school, I would be kind of saying the same thing to my staff. If I had a staff, like I'd rather see you sink, trying something new than, than swimming, doing the same old, same old. Right. So for me, it's been always about like, what can I bring to the table? You know? And with that being said, you know, bringing in the UFC or connecting with a clothing brand, you know, or last year, last year, and I'm, do, and I'm doing this again this upcoming year. Right now, I have my From Kids to Kids t-shirt on. I started a nonprofit with my class last year. And I said, well, what the heck, man? Let's let's help kids in hospitals. So we turned a class project into raising 70 boxes for our local children's hospitals. And then next thing you know, I was like, you know what? Let's throw this out there on social media. And then all of a sudden, schools across 13 states were doing it. I mean, like, I'm talking thousands of boxes were going with toys for kids and things for kids that just got out of surgery or are dealing with cancer. And we raised thousands of dollars for kids fighting cancer. We sent like a $1,200 check to St. Jude's and other schools did the same. Um, and then that got picked up by our, our my local district and they did a, a couple minute documentary on our class project. Next thing you know, my class is being featured on the DC Channel 9 Saturday morning show. You know what I mean? And so. Um, when it comes to all these different things that we do, I always feel like I like the idea of like, shoot your shot, man, like go for it. Like just try something new, try something different. And I feel like kids gravitate towards that. 
not everybody's built on an assembly line the same, kids included, man. So all of a sudden you bring in the UFC, you know, even if it was just via Skype, via Zoom, you know what I mean? Like they don't have to come to your school. Why don't you reach it? You're talking about you're in science. Get in, get a NASA astronaut to zoom into your class. What what a sick class that would be. If I was a kid, I'd be like locked in 100 percent. And actually, uh, one of the last places I went to speak down North Carolina, um, one of the ladies I was I had the pleasure of meeting her son is, is uh, Leaky Black, plays for North Carolina. I was like, man, I would love to have him talk to our basketball team or come to our school. And sure enough really quick bada bing bada boom she's like let's make that thing happen you know we, obviously it's around schedules and things so who knows what'll happen but they're already open to it and this kid's probably going to go to the nba you know what i mean so just this mindset of opening the opening the realm to beyond the content because you know we don't just teach content we teach character and what better way to do that than to connect with people and bring people in or or connect with businesses and to show kids that hey if you come from a small town the world's so much bigger than your small town whether even if you're from a city and you're from a neighborhood in that city, man, the world is so much bigger, man. Like, look at all these different people. And it's funny, the more you do it, the more kids realize like, hey, you know, I'm just like that person or they're just like me. Now they might be on TV or maybe now they run a business or now they're a NASA astronaut or an author, right? Or man, when we had our kids on the DC Channel 9 morning show on Saturday, being featured my kids were like oh my gosh we're famous this is so neat and then when we sit down and we reflect on what we just did they're like it's funny they didn't talk about being on the news and being in their in their own words famous right they said that to me right over and over and over again oh we're famous so neat my mom's saying oh you're on tv but then when they reflected on what we did all they could talk about is man i'm a i'm a 12 year old and i just changed the world for some family you know, some kid who's, you know, just got out of surgery is going to get a box that I was with toys and different things and, and, and letters in them, too. And uh, and they're going to open that. And that's going to make that kid smile and make that family feel good, even if it's just for a couple of minutes. And I did that. You know what I mean? So they start to internalize that stuff. And then all of a sudden what you have is you have all these what seemingly look like non-academic things and people and businesses that you're kind of connecting with. All of a sudden now you can tie those into what you're doing in your classroom and kids regardless. It's a it's a way to build relationships with kids. It's a way to get kids engaged in what you're doing. And I've had so many kids that were like, man, I'll be honest, like I didn't care about learning about X, Y or Z. But now like I'm locked in because just through all of it, through all of it, they're like, whatever it is that we're doing, like this is cool. I just want to be more a part of things. And, and I feel like the best way to describe it is this. And um, I say this a lot. Everybody wants to be part of something special, whether it's teachers, whether it's kids, everybody. So let's create that for them. Absolutely. Um, something that, that I like to say a lot, too, is, you know, everybody wants to be part of something special, you know, and um, our, our, our mutual buddy PC says it all the time. You know, everybody wants to be seen and heard and loved. And when you give them the opportunity to take a shot on something that, um, you know, maybe maybe it's just kind of a fleeting thought in their head. But the next thing you know, it becomes a big deal then you know what they've had that opportunity to be part of something special and, and to lead something something that is special and I, I think i've got like four thoughts based on on what you just said one of which is so often at the middle school level and, and of course you're you're teaching at the middle school level we have people who are reluctant to put our students in a real leadership opportunity to really give them a chance to make a difference in something and what you're doing proves that middle school kids absolutely 
can can take those leadership reins, can make a difference. And it ties into something I say all the time too, which is we change the world one conversation at a time. So, I mean, this is something that, that started with, with one conversation with you ultimately saying, yeah, let's give it a shot. And then it ends up becoming this this way to tell your school story that isn't, hey, you know, 83% of our kids are reading a grade level or whatever data you want to throw out there. This is a much more powerful story about your school. It's huge too, because here's the other part of it. We had, we had schools from every grade level. We had in Kentucky, we had a, kind, a whole bunch of kindergarten classes and first and second and third grade classes that were running this. And the teachers obviously facilitated it, but it was the kids who went home and they were like, I want to bring in this or let's bring in this. And all of a sudden these younger kids are doing this great work. Then we had, uh, we had student councils in high school that were taken to charge and running it in their high schools. And of course the middle school level was where, where my jam is of course, but at every, at every angle and every, at every grade level and every age, like kids can make a difference in their communities. And what you're also doing is what you said with your conversation piece. Where do you go from it from there? I can teach a whole, dude, I could teach so much stuff off of these things. Like I was telling, I was telling our administrative team, I'm like, I got CEOs in my classroom writing professional emails that of course I'm helping them write, but writing professional emails and sending them out to businesses and looking for all the, and creating advertisements to put around the neighborhood. I had a student actually say to me before we even had the conversation and opened the door for when we eventually did have this conversation, the student goes, Mr. Alzheimer, I feel like I'm an owner of a business. And I said, that's a CEO. And I'm like, I'm like, you're, you are, you're like a CEO of a company and you're learning how to run a business, which is literally the most, like, this is the most modern thing I can teach you. Right. And it's just this, this conversation where kids are like, Hey, at all age levels and all grade levels, like we we're teaching them ways to not only build their self-esteem because they're making a difference in the community, but they're learning really valuable things, really valuable tools that they're going to be able to use later in life. Oh, hundred percent. And you know, what's, what's interesting. I don't think you've said it uh, during, during the podcast yet, but you're a social studies teacher. You teach us history. Yes. And th- this, I mean, yes, I know you're doing all that stuff in your classroom, but any teachers who, who are like, no, this is my content area. I can't really teach, you know, kids how to write, you know, appropriately. So how they do on writing assessments isn't me wrong. I mean, you just hit it professional yeah. emails. Tell me yeah. that's not a relevant skill for, yeah. for a middle school kid. And how does that impact all of the, success in your school and again i'm not going to the data i've thrown i've thrown more data out here than i ever throw on the podcast so i for for everybody who knows me i apologize but (laughs) but it's huge right it is huge and also like there's a place for data too because data drives our instruction right so we're not saying data doesn't matter but at the end of the day like it was even more than just the writing piece it was even i had kids i was like listen like you're gonna i need you to go around your neighborhood and talk to people and try to push this with your families with your friends with your grandmas with the 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 old lady down the street and you don't just show up to the door and just wing it like i had kids like drafting a pitch like they're drafting a a pitch for a business idea of we're creating we were creating darren business marketing plans for how to push this so we're not only we're not only practicing our presentations for business for business pitches. We're writing these emails and being CEOs. We're creating advertisements. I mean, you're tying in the writing. You're talk, You're tying in how to how to speak to people. I mean, you could create so much from this. If you're a language arts teacher, I mean, if you're a math teacher, you had to do the math behind all the money we have and the and the stuff we got to get. And what things more cost effective and junk like that. So there was so much more to it than. 
than just like, hey, let's let's raise some money and help kids. That was the ultimate reason. That was the ultimate goal. But if you're but if you're an educator, you also have to look at like, all right, how can I tie this in? And also, it's not like I'm going to spend all my class worrying about this. It was literally 10, 15 minutes, uh, a few different classes until we actually put the whole thing together. Then it was like, all right, we're going to spend the whole day, put all these boxes together. I'm going to roll them down to the to the hospitals and stuff like that. You know, and I even had kids offering me solutions on how to. I'm like, listen, like, how should I put this out there to the community? Oh, you should make a you should make a video. And oh, like how what should what kind of stuff should I say? Oh, think about saying this. You know what I mean? So I had kids that were running the whole thing from behind the scenes. It was pretty cool. Obviously, teacher facilitated, but kids were throwing their ideas in left and right. It's amazing. It's amazing what kids come up with, man. Stuff that I, even I couldn't even think about that made it as, as successful as it was. Absolutely. Well, I mean, when in doubt, we should be asking our kids anyway. And what you're really talking about to me is like truly next level. You see what I just did there? I didn't even do that on purpose. I didn't even do that on purpose. But it's it's next level project based learning. It really is. I mean, yes, you have a direction and an outcome you you know, you want to see happen. But it's not like you're like, okay, this is exactly, you know, I'm sure the boxes weren't even like what you were thinking. It was how do we take this and you know, do something that's that's going to make an impact based on what the kids were talking about. And clearly they demonstrated their learning at a whole different level than what you expected. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and, and they also, when we, they were reflecting on it, they're like, Mr. A, like it was just nice to know we could make a difference in, in this community. And I didn't know at this age I could make such a difference. And beyond that, they were just, they were just so thankful to be a part of it. You know what I mean? And if the, I, I said this too, I was like, you know, if the, if we could kind of lead with our hearts and, and everybody was doing this kind of stuff, man, the whole, the world would look like a whole different place. So props to the kids. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. So, so I kind of floated it out there a little bit unintentionally, but I do want to talk about next level teaching and yes, it's the book and, and, you know, definitely you can, you can share about the book, but I know right now you are spending quite a bit of time traveling around to different schools. You were just in Hawaii. We were talking about uh, being in South Dakota, North Carolina, San Diego, a few other different places. What's the message right now when you're talking to teachers? You know, we're, we're kicking off the 22-23 school year. It's, you know, all kinds of turmoil on the outside. What's the message you're bringing to teachers right now to get them fired up to kick off their school year? For me, it's really just this. Like, the, the conversation for me with teachers is, let's just get kids to love school again. Like, let's get kids to love school. If we can get kids to love school and want to be there, they're going to learn. You know, they're going to learn at all different kinds of speeds because everybody's different, but they're going to learn. And, and how we do that is the game changer. You know what I mean? And in the conversation, it's like, listen, man, as teachers, like we're burned out. We're burned out. And honestly, that's where my <laughs> that's actually where and not to throw this in there on purpose, but that's where my whole next book is coming into play. Right. But right now, the conversation is we're burned out. Let's focus on there's so many things that are being thrown on us. Let's focus on the real truth of what education is all about. The real truth of what education is all about is getting kids to love learning. That's it. Getting kids to want to come to school, getting kids to love learning. That's the goal. When the kids walk into your classroom, what are you doing to make them want to be there? All this other stuff that's bogging you down, yeah, I get it. Like it, It's tough. I'm a classroom teacher. I'm in the trenches. I understand it. I'm going through it. I'm new to a school. I'm new to a school division this year. So I understand it more than anybody else. But with, with push comes to shove, our job is when those kids walk in, how are we greeting them? How are we making them feel? And then how are we getting them excited about learning? Right. And I, and I talk about how with kids, like one of the biggest questions when it comes to getting kids excited about learning is how do we motivate them? 
You know what I mean? That's one of the most powerful things in education. Like I even go on this tangent where I talk about how my grandfather used to tell stories and my grandfather used to say, man, when I walked, when I was in school, we walked uphill both ways, man. It was raining, snowing, through the snow, you yeah. know, yeah, through the snow, you know, you know, the story that my dad said the same oh, thing. Yeah. Oh, it was, a, <clears throat> it was a blizzard and it was 105, man. I don't know how the heck that happens, but it <laughs> happened, you know, and then when I, you know, and then now as I reflect, like, I feel like I could say the same thing about when I was in school. I think at the end of the day, kids, some are intrinsically motivated. The majority need a push. How do we do that? And so that's part of the conversation. How we build relationships with our kids and that word relationships is so generic. So what does that mean? What does it really look like? And then and then the powerful piece is how do you get kids to keep wanting to come back? Student engagement is that is like the exclamation point at the end of the sentence. If you have a relationship with a kid, but your class is boring as hell, you've now lost that relationship because they don't want to be there. You might be cool in the hallway, but your classroom is putting them to sleep. So what are we doing? But the, but the conversation again is, as educators, how do we continue to bring in cool, engaging, exciting lessons? And that's the problem in education. Teachers have so much on them. How do we relieve some of that stress? And without putting too much out there, without putting too much out there, I'm going to throw this one out there. This is something that hasn't been brought to any school anywhere. So I'm going to throw this out there. It's the it's the whole premise of my second book. Matter of fact, when we get off this podcast, I'm going into the kitchen and I'm writing. Right. But it's this like the whole book is literally about student engagement and lesson ideas for teachers to use, take, make better. And then as a district, what are we doing as a school and a district to take student engagement to the next level? And so what I what I envision, what I envision, Darren, is this and this is what I'm creating the the nuts and bolts, the bare bones, and the beginning process of what every district should then do, okay? And and if I'm a teacher, whether I'm a first-year teacher, I'll be honest, Darren, when I came out of college, like I was like, hey, man, I got all these great ideas, and it didn't take my, two weeks, and my ideas yeah. were done. I'm like, dang, I spent all this year <laughs> of school, and I only have enough to get through two yeah. weeks or a month? And then here I am as a veteran teacher, and I've got ideas after ideas, but it doesn't matter how many ideas you think you have. Eventually, you get to a point in a, in a week, a month, a school year, a unit where you're like, I'm not sure what to do for this. Like, I, don't, I need another activity that's engaging. You know what I mean? And so mm-hmm. the, the game plan of my theory is if we created like when like a football player goes to camp, they get a playbook. Now, that's not the title of the book, but I don't have a title of the book yet, Darren. But if, it, yeah. if, a, if a player gets a playbook and they literally are handed all these plays, right? And all of a sudden now you go out into the field and it's like, all right, I got we're going to run this play. And then all of a sudden we got to call an audible, man. Everybody's got, everybody already had the playbook, man. Everybody's we're going to steal an audible out of that playbook. And now we're going to switch it up based on our needs in that moment. Same with the classroom teacher. You know, if we created like a playbook or an encyclopedia of lesson ideas, activities that are not specific to 11th grade math, not specific to third grade language arts, but it's an activity that's re- it, it might be an activity you used in your third grade language arts class. But if every teacher in a school and, and, and think of it like this, too, Darren, like it doesn't matter how early in education or how bad you might think. Maybe you think, oh, I'm not a great teacher. I don't have anything to offer. Every teacher has at least at least one activity that was fire. You might have had 99 bad ones, but you got that one that's just I want it. I, I, I need it. Yeah. Like You got to put it in this thing. And all of a sudden. We have classroom teachers. Now, in my book, I'm going to have a bazillion and one ideas for teachers to use right away. It's going to be and if, if I'm an instructional coach or an, I'm an admin, I'm going to want this book because it's going to have an outline for how this is done. 
but it's also going to have a ton that you can literally just take to put in your starting copy of what you're going to then do. So now your staff have an opportunity to use what Mr. Allsheimer and all these teachers around the nation have kind of come up with. So any, any of any of the ones that I get from friends or whatever, I'm going to put in the book, but you got a starting point. And then from there, you're going to build your own ideas. You're going to put your own teacher's ideas in a playbook. So now you have an encyclopedia to give out in the beginning of the school year. So now as a school leader, like you now have a tangible resource to give your staff to relieve the stresses of the year, man, what better thing to do as a school leader? Talk about like, talk about leading into leadership. You're giving your staff something they can legitimately use. And as a, and as a teacher, if I'm listening to this and I'm an instructional coach or I'm just a teacher in my third year, I'm thinking, dang, this is a cool idea. Like this is something that wait till next, wait till my next book comes out, like in March or April, when that thing comes out, take it, use it, look at it, look at what I create, look at what we talk about and then make it your own, like make it your own, but come up with these ideas. And then all of a sudden you're showing up with, Hey, this is a way that we can relieve the stress off each other. Because then all of a sudden when it comes to November and I'm not sure what to do on a Wednesday afternoon, you know, I can flip through this book and go, you know, I'll take, I'll take this activity or this activity. I was, you know, I'll take human bingo. I'll take this other cool idea. I'll take drops in a bucket. I'll take zombie whatever and turn it into an activity for my class when i didn't think i had one and all of a sudden you're like man this this stuff works and then maybe it sparks or maybe it sparks an idea you didn't even think you'd come up with and now you come up with an idea that's based off of those and you made it cooler you know you can add it into the encyclopedia for next year but now teachers are working together you know you've heard the saying uh professional development from down the hall you hear it all the time the best pd is from the people in your building right well let's start using the people in our building to relieve the stresses, but let's do it together. So that's kind of the conversation. And when I go and I speak to these different schools, that's kind of the conversation. How are we motivating our kids? How are we building relationships in a way that's unique and different? Not just saying the word relationship, but how do we actually do it? What does it look like? Student engagement, what can we do to build experiences around learning for kids? And when you're building these lesson plans that are that where you create experiences, you're thinking about things like, what are the kids interested in? How can I get kids moving? How can I get them building something, creating something? And then you start to identify, all right, I got to change. How do I look at what I did last year and make it a little bit different, a little bit cooler? And all of a sudden kids are like, hey, this classroom's a little bit different, a little bit neater. I like, I'm engaged, man. I used to hate history, hate math. I did not enjoy writing. Now all of a sudden I'm enjoying it. And it's because of what you're doing that's getting them to almost learn and not even realize they're learning. We will return to the Leaning Into Leadership podcast in just a moment. But first, let me ask you a question. Have you ever said to yourself, man, I should write a book? Well, if you have, then let me ask you another question. What's holding you back? What keeps you from taking the step that moves you from, I have an idea about a book, to I am a published author? From experience, I would bet it's probably you're wondering who would even want to read a book that I wrote. Maybe you're questioning the idea. Is it unique enough? Is it valid enough? Is it good enough to be a book worthy of having published? Hey, as a best-selling author myself, I can tell you most writers have had the exact same feelings at some point in time during their writing journey. Here at Road to Awesome, we believe in cultivating leaders by elevating voices and promoting positivity. And a part of that work is publishing books for educators by educators. Go to roadtoawesome.net and hit the Contact Us button to set up a free, no-obligation conversation about your book idea. 
Hey, educators, we've all had incredible experiences. We all have amazing stories, and every one of them deserves to be told. Go to roadtoawesome.net, hit the Contact Us button. Let's have that conversation about your book idea. And now, back to the Leaning into Leadership podcast. So, million takeaways from that. Where, where I want to go right to it, though, um, when you talk about this playbook, I mean, so I'm thinking about this both as a school leader, district leader, but also now as somebody who coaches leaders all, all over the country. One of the biggest questions that I get from school leaders and that I actually turn around and answer with a question is, how do you define student engagement? Now, I'll tell you this, what, what I heard from you right there is this is an opportunity for school leaders and teacher teams combined to collectively, as they're putting together their encyclopedia, their playbook, to say this is what it means. School Student engagement in our school means this. These are the types of activities that, that underpin student engagement. So now, as a school leader, I'm coming in a classroom you know, when, again, I mean, this is a conversation all the time with principals and APs for me. What are you looking for in student engagement? Are you looking for compliance or are you looking for engagement? Are you looking for kids who are just staring at the teacher who's lecturing or are you looking for kids who are like totally involved in and engrossed in their learning? And what you're sharing in these types of resources to me is an opportunity for a school to just say, hey, collectively, we define student engagement this way, however they do it. I mean, there's no wrong answer, but right. as long as they have it collectively, this is what it looks like for our school. And now you're you're helping them build the tools. You're giving them a starter kit of the tools. Man, to me, that's that's fire right there. I love that. It is. And it, and it came from, honestly, it came from me just literally, Darren, like this is how it came from for me. Like here I am. The, I, I, I pride myself on trying to come up with <clears throat> interesting lesson plans, engaging lesson plans, and by no means am I an expert, and by no means am I the best. Like, I'm not even the best at my own grade level, <laughs> you know? But I will say that I, that's what I pride myself on. I try to think outside the box. Some of the times it doesn't work, but what happened, Darren, was I've gotten to the point where I've noticed myself every year, no matter how cool a lesson plans I come up with, it doesn't matter, Darren. Like I get to a point where I'm just like, what am I going to do tomorrow? And golly, man, it would be so sweet to have an opportunity to just reach into a drawer and pull out a resource that I could flip through and go, you know what? Mm, this might not work. Mm, this might not. Ooh, what's this? Ooh, I could take this tomorrow or I could take this. And all of a sudden it sparks my imagination to try something different. You know what I mean? And so oh, yeah. for me as a teacher, that is the most valuable resource I can have. And as a teacher, I'm, what I'm looking for from my principals and from my from my from my admin team or my leadership team is this i want you to do a couple of things i think the three biggest things a principal can do is one i think that they can give a teacher the resources they need to be successful number one and this would be a way to do that right giving giving teachers a resource that they can use to help them be successful number two i want to see principals and i want to see school leaders i want to see them give teachers um basically the go-ahead or okay to, to kind of flop on something where, you know, they're trying to be innovative or think outside the box. And this is a way to be innovative. Let your staff take this idea. I mean, when all this comes out next year and you get a real opportunity to take a look, a deep dive into what I'm talking about, take a look at it, buy the book or whatever, whatever, and then look at what we're doing. 
and then go, man, let's, all right, let's, let's dive in this together. Let's create something that's as a group, as a school that's innovative and then allow your staff to try lessons, come up with new lessons that are innovative, that are engaging. And if they don't work, you're saying it's okay. All right, you're trying something new rather than everything had to be like what it was last year. And then number three, I want to see the I want to see the admin team like out and about with the students. I want to see them out with the kids. I want to see them engaging with the kids. And uh, leaders that do those three things are going to be the type of they're going to be helping the teachers in a lot of different ways, right? You know, you're giving them the resources. You're you're in the mix with the kids, and then you're allowing teachers the ability to fail and not feel like a failure. You know what I mean? I find I find as a leader myself, like if I'm a, you know, I feel like teachers, there's student leaders, there's teacher leaders, there's admin leaders, right? You know, titles don't make leaders actions do. I feel like for me, I'm looking around and I'm thinking this, like I find success in failure. I find that there's success in teachers trying new things because the, the kids are going to, the kids, it's funny that the funny that kids think this way. Kids actually say like, I, I've had a kid one time say to me after a lesson plan wasn't the greatest, you know, um, this was years ago, said, I, have, I, <laughs> I appreciated that you tried that. You know, I, they actually <laughs> said that when they, when a student, a young kid verbalizes that and you got to think like, that's not the only kid thinking that, you know, I appreciated yeah. that you tried something cool. You know what I mean? Rather than handing me some worksheet and saying, be quiet. So that's kind of the game plan. And I think that this gives leaders an opportunity again, not to kind of, not to beat it down, but this gives leaders an opportunity to hand something to their staff that they can use rather than just talking. Here's something you can have. Here's something you can see. Here's something that you can use tomorrow. I love that so much. And it, one of the things that, that I wanted to ask you about, and I, I guess in a roundabout way, I'll, I'll ask it, but um, you know, c- considering and looking back to when Next Level, uh, Next Level Teaching came out, it was pre-pandemic, but barely pre-pandemic. I mean, I think it Dropped in like February out, right, of twenty, like it came out of January month, of twenty, something after, like that. Yeah, the yeah. world. Show. It came out March first, yeah. and I think March fifteenth, like yeah. Virginia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, but but obviously, I mean, the book has had a lot of success in spite of the pandemic, which is great. Um, but that book, um, that book is very much an inspiration. It's you know, this is this is you know Jonathan's story. This is also some great things you can do in the classroom, but. What I was going to ask, you've already kind of answered. I wanted to know, you know, going from that point to where you are now, how you have evolved as an educator, as a writer, you know, as a speaker, as somebody who's out there making a difference in the space. And just listening to you talk about about this next project, dude, the 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 evolution of of you as an educator on on a national and as a global scale to me, it's just amazing. So number one, just congratulations on where that is going. Uh, I'm super excited about that. But you also now are brand new in a school. So how, how do you how do you take that that evolution of Jake? And then uh, now I'm in a new classroom. I'm in a new school. I'm in a new school division. Yeah. I mean, dude, it's a lot. So, so like, what is what is that like for you right now? You're also in a new house too. Like, what, like a year in this new house? I mean, yeah. lots of changes happening for you. Yeah, so many changes. So honestly, actually, the 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 new house is in the same town, but we, but my new school is in the town where I in the town where I live, and you know, my my wife still commutes a really far ways. I, I was kind of like, you know what, man, like I can't. We, we both kind of said we can't do this commute anymore. It was like an hour and a half one way. 
we got to live closer to home. Plus, I want to give back to the community that I work in or the com- community that I live in. And you are hitting it right on the head. The challenges of someone who is a speaker and all that with being at a new school and with, you know, there's a lot of challenges. There's a lot of challenges, Darren, that come with that. But the biggest one is yeah. for me is this really just walking in and and no matter where I go, even as a speaker, I'm not I'll be honest, man. I'm not a writer. I'm not a speaker. I'm a classroom teacher who puts himself out there. And so when I go and I put myself out there, if I'm speaking, I'm speaking from the heart. I'm talking about the challenges of teachers and the solutions that we can bring. By no means is by no means am I perfect as an educator. I'm learning so much from the new people I'm worked, working with, as, along with the people I worked with before. Um, but the one of the challenges is, you know, coming in and just being like, listen, like, you know, I don't want to come in crazy loud. You know, this is this is what I do, or this is like let's change this or let's change that. You know, my school's got a, an amazing staff. They got an amazing staff. Like the people I work with, I literally am like I tell them like multiple times a week. I'm like, God, I love you guys. You are so good at what you do. Like, and I'm stealing ideas off of them, but at the same time, like I think there's also like I'm showing up and you know I'm just gonna put myself out there and say, hey, like like, like legitimately last week, Darren. We did zombie apocalypse geography and I got, and I got people and students looking out in the hallway wondering what the heck is he doing? Cause I had all this <laughs> caution tape and paper and I was trying to make the outside of my classroom. And I told my co-teacher I would do it for the outside of her classroom cause she was doing this too. And I wrinkled the paper and ripped it up. So it looked like you were walking into a torn up building that zombies have infected and torn up and destroyed. And all these people are like looking out in the hallway, like, what is this school doing? You know what I mean? But like, just kind of like, just kind of doing it and people are going to see what happens. And if it, and if it works, it works. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. And sure enough, it worked. It was the second year I've done zombie apocalypse geography. And um, the first year it went great. And this last year it was awesome. I think the best compliment I got, Darren, was a student said, can we do this tomorrow? And I think when you hear that, you can't help but smile. So yeah, for sure. That's awesome. I love it, man. So before before we start to head into you know that that big last question, I, I got one more I want to ask you before we go there. Um, you, you know, you've kind of referenced it a little bit. You've you've been in a you know a number of schools here this uh, this summer. I guess it's really hard to say that it's fall yet. It's not quite. Um, what's what's maybe one thing um, in addition? I mean, you gave you gave some great leadership tips for for school leaders right now in terms of you know really allowing innovative things to happen in your schools. Let's 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 take it maybe up one level because all of those things that we need to do in our classroom are super important and you've addressed it but there are all these other things weighing on teachers and weighing on school leaders. What's maybe one thing, one piece of advice, one thought you can share with educators to kind of I don't know, block that out or let it roll off or set it aside whatever they need to do so they can go do the incredible things in the classroom that you're talking about. Yeah, man, like <laughs> That was a great question, and I, and I love that question because I actually talk about that when I do go and speak. And I speak it from the heart, too, because it's something that I have to remember. Matter of fact, my wife, um, when I when I kind of came up with the little saying that I'm about to say, my wife was saying it to me almost every day last fall before I went to school. And we kind of jokingly said it throughout the school year, and it's this. Today's a good day for a good day. You know, there's all these, your mindset makes a huge difference. And what you can control as an educator, whether you're a school leader or you're a classroom teacher, you control your attitude, your effort, your mindset. That's really what you can control. Everything else can be burning down around you, so to speak. 
And there's a lot of stuff you got to worry about. You know, the, you know, you're talking about email after email, meetings, data meetings, lesson planning, PLCs, all these different things you got to do, grading and calling parents. And it becomes overwhelming. But at the end of the day, as I mentioned, today's a good day for a good day. In my classroom, in my classroom, I control what happens. I'm the conductor of the symphony. I control the music. And when the kids roll in, I control the routines in place. I can control the instruction that I bring to the table, the lesson plan. Now, I might not control, you know, I don't control, you know, who walks into the room and the kids in that nature. But I control today's a good day for a good day. I'm going to make this a good day for my kids. Everything else will get itself done. I'm going to let it roll off. It'll get done at some point. But I'm going to control when these 30-some kids walk into my classroom, what's the experience going to be like for them? That's what I can control. And that's what I'm going to focus on because at the end of the day, that's what matters to me as a teacher, making school enjoyable for the kids, getting kids to love school, getting kids to want to learn. And I work with kids. Kids are the heart and the foundation of the families within the community. That's the focus. That's the focus, not the email I need to send. I'll send it or I'll forget to send it, (laughs) whatever. But the kid that (laughs) rolls in, that's the heart of the community that I serve. That's my focus every single day. And I'm going to make my mindset ready for that kid. I want my mindset ready for that student because I got two little girls myself, Darren. And if I don't want them walking into a classroom with a, with a teacher who's so stressed out about all the other things, all the other things are going to get done. The focus for that teacher, I want it to be welcoming my daughters into the classroom, getting them ready to learn, making a cool uh, activity for them to learn, making sure that they're learning. And the only way they can do that if their mindset is correct and ready to rock and roll because kids can see through the BS better than adults can. If you're stressed out, but all the other things, the kids will read it like a book and they're going to spend more time trying to figure out what's wrong with you or why you just seem a little bit off today than learning about math, language, arts, science, whatever it is. So making today a good day and focusing on those kiddos that are sitting in front of you. Absolutely, man. I love that so much. You know, you're right. I mean, the, the number one thing we can control is ourselves. How are we going to show up each and every day and how are we going to show up each and every day for, for the kids? For, for the people who share the hallway with us, people that, you know, that are bringing kids into the school every day. Um, I, I love that, man. That's great advice. So, so let's go with that last question now. Um, you know, what, what is it that you're doing right now, Jonathan, to lean into leadership? You know, for me, Darren, it's really just going to be, it's really going to be this. And for me, I feel like there's, a, as I mentioned, man, t- titles don't make leaders actions do. And for me, um, I'm going to go in and I'm going to do my best for my kids every single day. And I'm going to let my example be my kind of be my leadership. I'm going to lead by example and I'm following suit. I got a lot of people are great people around me that are leading by example. I mean, we're all kind of doing that, you know, when I'm, when I'm walking in, you know, for the first time in my life, I don't have lunch duty for the first time in my whole life. I don't have lunch duty. I mean, wow. what world, yeah. What world did I walk into? But you know what? <laughs> I had somebody that actually said to me, the second week of school, they're like, you know, you can leave. Right. And, and I was like, I know, I know. And I do leave and I do leave and I go use the restroom and I, and I try to eat a sandwich really fast on the fly. But what I also do is I use that time in what, whatever capacity, whether it's the whole lunch duty or just a few minutes. And I walk around and I'm talking to the kids, even kids I don't have getting to know the kids, letting them see me outside the classroom. Cause some of the best ways that we can influence our students is outside the walls of our classroom. So I'm walking around doing that. And I'm also trying to um, lead by example in terms of the instruction and the things that I do. How can I, how can I be on a podcast or write a book about 
you know, trying new things and I'm not trying new things. How can I not, how can I write in a book or, or be on a podcast or go speak and say, it's okay to fail trying something different if I'm not failing and being okay with it at trying something different. So all the things that we've talked about, I try to live on a daily basis in my classroom and by no means am I perfect and by no means am I the best teacher, even on my grade level for crying out loud. I got some great people that I work with and I try to learn from them too. And their example is a leadership they're, they're leading by example for me. You know what I mean? So me as an educator, I'm just trying to put myself out there and, and, and make my classroom exciting for kids if, as best I can. And then getting kids to love learning. And honestly, man, like at the end of the day, it doesn't have to be jumping up on top of tables with a banner outside a classroom or you don't have to be running around the school like crazy. You literally could just be influencing kids. So when they leave your classroom, they leave with a great attitude to go on to their next classroom and and it's almost like a tidal wave of amazingness leaving your class. And that's kind of my game plan right now. I love it, man. I really do. I, I appreciate this so much. Just real quick for, for anybody who wants to get in contact with you. I will put it all in the show notes. But just real quick, how do people connect with you? Social media, email, that kind of stuff. You got it, man. It's uh, at Mr. Alzheimer on Instagram and Twitter or go to JonathanAlzheimer.com. That's my website. You can reach reach out to me there via email and ask me questions and things like that. So at Mr. Alzheimer and then JonathanAlzheimer.com. Outstanding. Well, hey, man, I, I really appreciate this conversation. This was absolutely fantastic. Folks, leadership nuggets dropping all over the place in this thing. So I hope you picked them all up. Go back and listen to it a second time. Make sure you share it with somebody who will also love this episode. Um My brother, it's so good to see you. So great to connect. Thanks for being on the podcast with me. Love it, man. Appreciate you. You know, every interview that I do here on Leaning Into Leadership has just some incredible elements that are super important and super powerful if we're just willing to take note of those. In this particular one, what I want to go right at are the three things that Jonathan said that administrators can do to really help their teachers right now. Number one being give them the resources they need. You'll never know what resources they need if you don't sit down, spend some time with them, and listen to them. Actually hear what the challenges are that they're dealing with and what those resources might be that will help them through it. Number two, he loves seeing leaders green light their innovative teachers. Really give them the opportunity to do creative things, to go and make a difference. If you're being intentional as a leader to create a culture where your teachers know they can take risk without fear of retribution, they're going to do incredibly innovative things. And I love that Jonathan talked about that. And number three is simply as an administrator, you got to be with your kids. You know, as administrators, we say all the time how much we want to serve our kids. Well, we can't serve them if we're not with, with them. So go spend that time with them. Continue to build relationships with them. Let them know who you are. Let them know you as a human being. And amazing things can happen. Thank you for those three incredible gems, Jonathan. We truly appreciate it. The other thing that I want to go at, definitely Jonathan touched on this, but I want to go a little bit further. And that are some of the projects that his students are doing in the classroom that make a difference in their community. The Ray of Hope Project, which has been renamed after Jonathan's mom, who passed away earlier this year from cancer, is a student-led project where the students are making boxes of love for kids in hospitals that are battling life-threatening illnesses. This is an incredible project. It's amazing the work that Jonathan is having his students do or getting his students to do. 
and the impact that they're having in their community and in the world around them. Uh, this is a project that has grown outside of just Jonathan's classroom where it's happening in a lot of places. I've placed a link in the show notes for you to donate to a ray of hope so that we can continue to support the work that Jonathan's kids are doing. So please consider donating to that incredible project. And now it's time for a pep talk. Earlier this week, I was speaking at a school in Michigan and had some incredible conversations with their leadership team. And as I was talking about where we are at this time of year, how we get just so bogged down in the grind, in the work, I mentioned to them that sometimes we just got to take a pause and reflect on what it was back in August that we told our staff was super important. So, For your pep talk this week, I just simply want to ask you to take a step up on the balcony and remind yourself, what were those things that you had set as goals for this school year? What were those things that you said, this is going to be important to me and this is the work I'm going to focus on? And once you've recalled that, take a look at the progress you've made. So often we get caught up in things that haven't gone well, but I guarantee there are things that you've done that have made a big difference in the life of a kid or in the success of your school. So don't lose sight of that. Find those positives and be grateful for that. The work you do really matters. Keep up that great work. Keep putting yourself up on that balcony so you can take a good look at where you are and where you want to go. It's hard to see it from down there on the floor. But if you get yourself up in the balcony, you can see where that road to awesome is actually taking you. Get out there and have an amazing week. And we'll catch you next time on Leaning Into Leadership. Thank you for listening to the Leaning Into Leadership podcast brought to you by Road to Awesome. Don't forget, click subscribe, give a review, and share this with somebody who might also enjoy leaning into leadership.